G'day guys, timer is on, happy running. Uh, coming in today with a, another episode on the recovery theme. I've had a few more people join the Facebook group, the Stefan Injury Prevention Facebook group, and some more votes going in recovery methods. So I uh, did the overview yesterday, and I thought it'd be a good chance to um, dive into some, uh, particularly sleep today, um, to get some um, really actionable practical things that you can do to start um, optimizing your sleep because as I said yesterday like uh, it's stress plus rest equals adaptation so stimulus plus recovery equals adaptation and that sleep is the biggest pillar of recovery you can get. Uh, if you haven't joined the Step in Injury Prevention Facebook group already um, do do join us it's a place where you can ask specific questions or vote on topics that you'd like. Um, I post these um, podcasts up as videos there as well and if you do, you can see I've just shaved, done a clean shave of my face for the first time in months and I feel like I look like a small child. So you can see that if you join the Step in Injury Prevention Facebook group. Not not the biggest reason to do it, but I will be um, yeah, getting around to putting some resources together like a strength program and some of the like a recovery hierarchy as I talked about yesterday. And the more people in there who um, show enthusiasm for that, then the higher up my priority list I will make it. So today, I, as I said, I'm talking about sleep and going to do a bit of a deeper dive um, into that. So I think the best way to think about sleep is trying to go for two in two big categories. So one is how can you get your body clock, so your circadian rhythm is the name for your body clock, to basically be on the type, like the time schedule that you want to be on. So ideally, we're getting up, we're feeling energetic um, in the morning and then getting nice and sleepy uh, when we need to as as at a reasonable time of day. So I think that's kind of the first one is going to be looking at how can we um, get that circadian rhythm right so you're, you're kind of getting all the right signals at the right time of the day to then actually be able to fall asleep because I know a big problem for people is, um, you know, they have every intention to be able to fall asleep but it comes around to you know not 10 11 12 and still just not tired and then you wake up in the morning just feeling absolutely cooked and, and it's hard to get out of bed so how can we get the right signals at the right time to really um make that easier and then there's going to be the factors of looking at this like sleep hygiene is kind of the term that's now used for it of basically optimizing your sleep environment so that you get the best quality sleep so part of that getting good quality sleep is going to be the um, the timing factors. So um, it all kind of plays plays into it. So sleep's a, a really yeah, as I said, the biggest most important uh, recovery factor you can get. Humans can go a long time without food, um, a bit less time without water. But if you provide a if you uh, make a human not sleep for a really like just a, a relatively short amount of time, um, yeah like animals just die with sleep deprivation. It's a really key part of um, yeah, keeping the, um, the all the biological systems um, up and running. So it's just, just again, to highlight the importance. So with sleep circadian rhythms, um, one of the strongest signals is light. And that might seem really um, kind of obvious, but also I think people really underestimate just how um, powerful that is. So light in the beginning of the day, trying to get as much natural light as possible um, early on in the day, pretty much as soon as you wake up, is going to be a really strong signal um, to your brain to basically uh, 
set um, set in motion a bunch of processes like a spike in the stress hormone cortisol, which I know people have heard about stress hormones and cortisol and, and thinking like, oh, you want to try and limit that as much as possible. But it's a really important and natural part of um, the body clock, the circadian rhythm to have a um, high amount of cortisol in the morning, which then tapers off as, um, throughout the day. So um, getting up, getting as much sunlight or direct light as you possibly can um, early on in the day is a really good idea. Now, I know that's quite hard for depending on what time of day you have to get to work and where you where in the world you are at the moment. Um, the sun comes up quite late in Sydney, Australia compared to, um, I guess, what I've been used to. So it's not getting light until, you know, nearly seven o'clock. So if you're waking up at, you know, five, five thirty to go to work, that might be a bit hard. So even just getting overhead strong lights is good, but there's, there's I'm not going to go into the specific details, but basically getting um, exposure to sunlight is best. So as soon as you can, and even having kind of glass in between you and the sunlight actually does diminish a lot of um, the benefits. I know that sounds a bit ridiculous, but it's true. Um, so get outside uninterrupted exposure to sunlight um, as early as possible. And it's just quite a nice way of, and when you sort of realize how um, key this is to uh, setting yourself up for kind of long-term success, it becomes quite a nice morning ritual of um, basically like it's a good reason to jump out of bed and not just, I don't know, I think like people think like, oh, light, I could just look at my phone first thing in the morning, um, get the, you know, all the blue light from there. But there's so much benefit to getting up, getting that sunlight early um, and making that a real like good initial part of your day. So at the same token, um, light at the end of the day becomes really important. So if you've ever gone um, camping out, out in the in the wilderness, you probably will have had the experience of like, unless you're out there for, a, I don't know, a, a party in the, in the wild, um, that, you know, you have your dinner, you have your, like, have a little campfire and then everyone's kind of looks at their watches at about 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. and like, why are we, like, <laughs> feel so late? Like, how can it possibly be this early when it feels like I'm, you know, I'm ready for bed? And it's that signal of basically when you don't have all this external lighting around you, it sends really strong signal to the parts of your brain that control that body clock. Um, and it ha and also being outside while sunset is happening, like there's receptors in your eyes that actually, um, when they get signal of light coming from low on the horizon, so like a sunset, um, particularly with like a low amount of blue light in it, so more of that kind of ready sunset, um, that actually does play a role in this um, this sort of time signaling um, pathways. So that's why, yeah, when you're outside, you're camping, like, you're, and then you you know you might have like a, a campfire on the um, on the floor, so you've got this like low red light. Um, it's actually a really strong signal um, to make you sleepy and to really wind wind your whole system down. So I know that we you know we can't all just go into the wild and. Um, get to bed early like that, but you can take the learnings from that and basically trying to actually be there for um, being outside and, and viewing sunset can actually be quite a, you know, it's a really lovely thing to do if you can make it, a, <laughs> if you can manage it, but also it does start to signal um, that those parts of your brain that do uh, control this circadian rhythm. So doing that and then trying to, after dark, making your environment um, basically as sort of low light as is safe and as you can 
as you can manage it. So, um, you know, you can see around around me, if you're watching online, there's got lamps there, lamps there. I've got a whole bunch of lamps, ideally like <coughs> kind of fairly low to the ground as well. So that in the evening, instead of having on the big sort of fluorescent-y um, style lights above, really trying to just keep them quite low, that does signal um, to your body to just start winding down. And um, yeah, and again, trying to, um, yeah, avoid like really bright screens that are, you know, right in front of your face. And that's not always practical because, you know, I'm, I'm so busy with a bunch of different businesses and, um, but using the blue light filters on the screen is a nice idea of, um, and turning the dimness right down, um, before going to bed is a great way of doing that. And most things are, like they're pretty automated with that these days, most computers and, 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 um, mobile. So that's definitely something um, that you can do. Light is a really interesting topic. It's something that um, I didn't really, hadn't like it. I think it's really coming into vogue now. Um, the Huberman Lab podcast is a fantastic uh, neuroscience podcast where he, he's a, um, he's really into the light side of things. And that's where I learned a lot of this from. So if you would like to do a really deep dive into it, I would definitely recommend um, <clears throat> his episodes, uh, particularly the first four episodes of his podcast where he uh, talks about optimizing sleep and he goes into, um, you know, he does sort of like an hour and a half per episode and I'm trying to keep these really succinct and actionable. Um, so yeah, but if you do really want to know more, then that's a great way of doing it. Um, and otherwise, one of the big factors that um, also signals um, throughout like timing in your day is eating. So um, trying to get a decent amount of food in uh, early in the day and then kind of tapering off towards the evening and so not having a really big meal before you go to sleep because that can um, basically just uh, be less ideal for that kind of wind down like your system um, is sort of working on overdrive to try and process this food. Um, so whoop, there's the timer. That's 10 minutes done already. Um, but yeah, so the basic takeaways are trying to get um, as much light exposure um, as possible early in the day and then really start to diminish it. And there is value in watching the sunset. So treat yourself. Um, and then trying to eat early and um, not have a huge meal just before you go to sleep, which I always make that mistake. So I love dinner. It's my favorite meal. And <laughs> often, you know, when you're busy with work, cooking late, it's um, yeah, easy to um, accidentally do that. So those are the kind of big two for setting the body clock. Um, and I'll be going into sort of more of the sleep hygiene um, side of things tomorrow. So hopefully that is helpful. Um, and yeah, there's, I know there's lots of different circumstances where, um, you know, shift work really can make, um, the light thing quite challenging. Like, uh, my partner's a, a doctor and, and all, you know, all of her friends in the hospital, like they're working under the fluorescent lights overnight. Um, and it's, that's, there's just nothing you can do about the lighting system in a hospital. You can't just go, excuse me, turn off the lights so I can keep my circadian rhythm. So I know that every um, situation is different. And, and in the Human Lab podcast, he does actually have a episode um, specifically about people who do shift work. So it could be, if that is your situation, it's a worthwhile um, couple of hours to um, sit through and listen to his tactics around that. And also for travel, um, so basically crossing, um, like for jet lag as well, he does talk about how to manage that. Uh, and with the food, I know everyone has sort of different food habits or different, um, you know, diet programs they follow. I've done a lot of intermittent fasting in the past or, or time-restricted eating, so basically not eating till midday. And that, you know, is a totally fine way of... I, I really feel quite good when I do that. Um, but, yeah, when you're looking at 
sort of like that has lots of benefits in certain directions and then it um, does make this sort of circadian rhythm thing slightly um, less optimal but again there's no perfect way that's going to suit everyone at all times so um, if sleep is a real challenge for you and you haven't um, I guess tried that before then it could be worth playing with but again remember this isn't medical advice um, and please just use this as a, um, a curiosity sparker to do um, to work with health professionals um, specifically. If you did want to work with me as a physiotherapist online, you could jump across to the Facebook group and send me a message. Um, and otherwise, uh, jump on there, leave a question, um, and just let me know which episodes. I've, I've put a little um, uh, Q&A question up there saying, like, which of the episodes have you got the most out of, which ones have you liked, and what would you like to um, see more of? So really trying to make this as valuable and as um, helpful as possible. So jump on there and let me know. Um, and otherwise, I'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the sleep hygiene side of things. If you are, again, getting value out of what I'm doing, I've got my Solana uh, wallet address on the descriptions. And so any donations of GST or GMT um, or Solana would be very, very welcome. Um, all right. Hopefully that's been helpful and I'll see you guys tomorrow.